Welcome to Wannabe Clutter Free, formerly Wannabe Minimalist, the podcast for busy families who are tired of the chaos, fed up with being overwhelmed, and ready to enjoy life again. Each week, we talk about how to let go of the clutter so that you can focus on the things that actually matter. And it's not just physical clutter. We talk about the mental and emotional stuff too, because if it's holding you back, it's time to ditch it. I share what I've done in my own life to declutter, organize, and calm the chaos, but you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's practical, doable, and simple for those of us that want to be clutter-free. This is the Wannabe Minimalist Show with Deanna Yates, episode number 39. On today's episode, we are talking to intentional living coach Sarah Bear about how she found simplicity and intention amidst chaos in a really challenging year. I was super inspired by Sarah's perspective, and I think you're going to find a lot of inspiration today too. Hey there, welcome back to the show. As always, I'm your host, Deanna Yates, creator of littlegreenbow.com and your resident wannabe minimalist. In today's episode, I'm having a conversation with intentional living coach Sarah Bear from thebearnecessities.com. Sarah and I chat today about where she found herself in 2012 and how the events of that year led her on a journey toward minimalism. Back then, she and her husband realized that a few poor financial decisions put them in a tough position as they looked toward their future. It's a reality a lot of us can relate to, and that's why I'm so happy to have Sarah on as a guest today. Instead of burying her head in the sand, she and her husband decided to make a change. And not just a little change, but I'm getting ahead of myself, and it's better if you hear the story from Sarah anyway. She and I connect on so many points, but I am excited most for you to discover how Sarah's positive attitude and spirit of gratitude shine through the microphone. After recording this, I was excited to work on creating more moments of gratitude with my family, and I hope it inspires you too. Sarah is a wife, a mom of two girls, and their beloved pug, as well as an intentional living coach. She is passionate about helping overwhelmed moms cultivate their homes and lives simply, beautifully, and on purpose. After moving twice and having a second child in less than 12 months, she found there was more to life and motherhood than a packed schedule and possessions. Sarah encourages moms to kick clutter and chaos in order to find more joy in motherhood just as she did. It's another great episode, and when you're finished listening, be sure to head over to littlegreenbow.com slash 39 to get the show notes for today's episode and to pick up that freebie that Sarah's giving us today about helping your children with gratitude. I don't want to spoil the fun too much and tell you about our conversation before we have it, so just remember to pick up the show notes for today's episode and links for everything we chat about by going to littlegreenbow.com slash 39. Okay, that's enough housekeeping. Let's get to our conversation. Hi, Sarah. Welcome to the Wannabe Minimalist Show. Hi, Diana. Thanks for having me. Of course. I'm happy to have you here today. So I always like to start the show with our listeners learning more about you. So can you tell me you know, more about you and what led you to minimalism or living a more simple life with intention? Yes. Um, so I am a mom of two girls who are six and eight, but our story really started back in 2012 Um, My husband and I really hit a breaking point and realized that we needed to make some financial changes because of some poor choices we made earlier in our marriage. And so we started Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University. And in doing so, we just learned about contentment and budgeting and being more thoughtful um, about our purchases. And so over those next couple years, that kind of led us to realize 
we also needed to get our income up. And so when we looked at the area we were living in, there wasn't many options. And so we actually made a hard choice to move our family from Ohio to Tennessee in 2014. At that time, we um, were also expecting our second child, our daughter who's now six. We really had a lot of changes that year, and that's kind of what led us into this. So we we moved, we had a daughter, and then we moved again and bought a house within six months. Holy moly. <laughs> <laughs> and so obviously we had two moves, which meant, you know, we're trying to kind of purge things. We were in two different spaces and things weren't fitting the way they used to. So we were kind of forced into getting rid of things. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and in doing so, I realized how much lighter I felt. I just didn't have as much to, to manage, um, you know, to clean up and take care of. Um, and it, it just felt great. And so I started to kind of research better ways to declutter, to be more intentional about that. And it really led me into um, the minimalism and being more intentional about what we're bringing into our home because I was tired of having to purge everything. And so that's just kind of where it started. Awesome. I always love hearing these stories about how it, it can be a slow and gradual process and you kind of make these decisions based on, you know, kind of where you are in life. So I just love that. I love that you really focused, you really pinpointed where you felt stuck and then was able to make this big life change from that because that's a lot happening in your life in one year. You're going from not only, you know, three people in your family, now you're adding a fourth, you know, human to the mix and you're moving and moving is so stressful and moving with children is so stressful. We did that. Um, We moved when our daughter was one. We've moved when she was four. We've moved when she was three. We have moved a lot. And um, so, but that's a lot. So for our listeners that are going through a lot and right now who isn't with the threats of schools not opening and many of us working from home these days, how do you recommend that we center ourselves and start living with more intention? Well, I think, I think you kind of pinned it down in your comment that the the best thing to do is to really figure out where you're struggling the most right now and pick one thing and and work on that. So if, for example, you know, you are a mom of young children and you've, you know, there's just toys everywhere. You're so tired of picking them up all the time, you know, and the kids just aren't helping you. And that's just a big frustration. I suggest you pick that and you start there. And, you know, start to whittle down the amount of toys that you have, start to put some systems in place for storing them so that the kids can help you to put things away. And, you know, and you you can start small. It doesn't have to be a huge life change. These little things that you make, these little changes you make over time really add up. And that's where you'll start to really feel a big difference. Awesome. And toys really are well, toys and kids, things in general, are one of the things I get asked about a lot. So can you tell me more about how you've decluttered with your kids or introduced them to minimalism, you know, and what's worked well for you guys? Yeah. So when I started this process, as you recall, my girls were young, right? I had a newborn and a two-year-old. So 
at that point, I was able to kind of get rid of what I wanted to get rid of. And it wasn't a huge deal. As they've gotten older, I've brought them into that process. And I say I, my husband is a part of this as well, but I'm the main one who's working through this with them. (laughs) Totally get that. I totally get it. (laughs) You know, I like to explain to them you know, why we're doing this. We're doing it to make better choices with our money, to make better choices for the environment. You know, all these plastic toys that we're buying and just getting rid of are going to the landfill and they're just going to sit there. So we want to be mindful of things like that. And so we tie that in as we're, you know, going through and decluttering. Yeah. Okay. So your, your girls were very young. So you were able to kind of pick those things Were there certain toys you avoided or certain, you know, ways you stopped things coming into the house from the beginning? Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Hey, are you a parent of a teenager? Are you feeling overwhelmed about how to be what they need while also holding limits and boundaries that keep them safe? Are you tired of conversations that negate how messy this season of parenting is? Well, I've got you. My name is Casey O'Rourke. I am a positive discipline trainer, parent coach, and the host of the Joyful Courage podcast. Every week I come to you with an interview, digging into tough topics with experts I trust and solo shows that go deep into the personal growth and mindset needed to raise teens in a way that grows them into confident, capable young people. I am not afraid of getting real about the intersection of conscious parenting and the teen years, while also bringing in vulnerability, humor, and lightness. I'm walking the path with you and honored to serve. Listen to Joyful Courage on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you consume podcasts. Yes. A few, so a few different things. One, we focused more on open-ended toys. And so that was what we focused on keeping and or if we were bringing anything new into the home or giving grandparents gift ideas or something, we were trying to be more intentional with the type of toys we were suggesting. Second, we really tried to set boundaries so that when people were giving toys, it it was intentional. And um, we also asked if they could focus on experiences if possible. And that's kind of what we tried to do ourselves was to focus on the experiences at gift giving time versus Mm -hmm. toys. Yeah. 
I love those. I'm a huge proponent of that. Um, museum passes, zoo passes, amusement park passes, anything like that where you can create memories. Yeah, that's a that's a big one. So, and those are generally pretty expensive. So they're great grandparent gifts if that's possible for you. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And or they can go in on it together too. We've had absolutely. family members, you know, say that we just say this is something we really really want. The kids would love this, and we do not mind if you want to go together and get us one gift. We are really okay with that. So it's again, Absolutely. just setting the boundaries. Oh, that's a really good idea. It's a really good point to remind people that, again, there's so many different creative ways, you know, to do that. And you can just say, look, we really want to, yes, go here, buy this pass, go on this vacation, do something. If you could c- just contribute to that, that mm-hmm. would be the best gift that we, you know, would like. So they, yeah, don't even have to do the whole thing. It could just be a contribution, no matter how small, it would be very helpful. Well, and one other thing I would point out is that as the girls are getting a little older, they're more aware, okay, that they're not getting as many gifts. And so there was a bit of a transition period from, well, there's not as many gifts under the tree, or I don't have as much to open, those type of things. And so they didn't throw tantrums or they weren't super upset, but it was noticed. And so we just continued to talk about it as we made that transition. And we said, you know, we're going to get to go experience this awesome thing. And once they understood, they had to wait, but once they understood that we got to go do it, and then we've done that, you know, year after year now, they're, they're understanding of it. So I want you to know that it's not, not something that your kids are probably going to grasp right away. There's a transition period there. Ah, good point. And I also have heard like maybe buying them something small that represents the experience so that they have something to unwrap under the tree. You know, if you're going to take them, I don't know, I don't know. We could just say, I live in Southern California. So let's say you want to go to Disneyland or something. You know, you could buy them Mickey ears or something that they could wear while they're at the park. And then it's something for them to open and experience. But again, that's a, that's a big gift. <laughs> it It is. But, you know, for example, um, you're exactly right. So this past Christmas, um, we went to Opryland Hotel, which is oh, not nice. too far from our house. Yeah. And they um, now have an indoor water park. So the girls were really excited about that. So I found one of the photo printing places that you can get those things printed online. They offered puzzles that you could get printed with your own photograph. So I took a photograph of Opryland and they put it on there and that was their gift. They opened up this puzzle. They had to put it together. And once they got it together, they were just ecstatic to know that that's where we were going. So the joy wasn't just, you know, in opening the gift and seeing a paper that said, Hey, we're doing this. There was more to it. And so there are ways to be creative. Very cool. Oh, that's very fun. (laughs) And you actually took the words kind of out of my mouth earlier when you started to go back to that, because yes, as they get older, you know, they do start to see when they go to birthday parties, let's say maybe the kids get more presents or yeah, they see these, you know, movie renditions of Christmas where there's tons of presents under the tree or things like that. So um, thanks for circling back to that because it, it can get a little more difficult when they get older. But I find that when they get older, they start to want the more expensive gifts, you know, things that are a little bit smaller, but more expensive. Yes. So we're not quite there yet. Mine's only seven. So we're not quite into the electronics, but it's coming. I know. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so you've kind of talked to them about minimalism and decluttering. And did you start that early or was that something just kind of, it just kind of gradually came along, didn't it? It really did because of the time frame of when I got into it. You know, with them being younger, 
Like I said, I was just kind of doing it more for me. And so it just felt natural to bring them into it and teach them along the way. Now, had my girls been a little bit older, you know, there would have been probably a lot more teaching and, you know, living by example obviously helps um, involved in that. So very cool. Now, how do you keep it out? So now you have kind of this decluttered system, you know, how do you help your girls decipher what to keep and what not to keep? And, you know, do you have any tips for anybody that might be starting that's like, okay, we went from this really cluttered home and kid space, we've decluttered it. Now, how do I keep that clutter out? So I'd say probably my biggest tip is to set boundaries. Once you kind of feel like you've established a reasonable amount, you know, you've decided this is the space for our toys. We have created bins that are specific to maybe they like to play with these little miniature dolls. Okay, so this bin is for the miniature dolls. And when that gets full or if that gets full, you know, then we have to make some choices. We have to decide if we're going to keep something or if we're going to get rid of something. And that has really helped them because it's visual. You know, they can mm-hmm. see, oh, this bin, this bin is full. I'm going to have to make a choice. And they, they know that now. So that's probably my number one tip. And we don't, it's not that we don't allow them to buy new things or bring new things into the home either. In fact, my daughter right now has been saving some of her birthday money and really wanting to get a new doll. And she's already thinking, okay, what? what do I have here that I can, you know, donate and pass along to someone else to make room for this new toy? So nice. What's the new hot thing on her list? I'm always curious. (laughs) She's big into American girl dolls right now. Oh, okay. Okay. Mine's just on the cusp of it. She's not quite there. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So so she has a girl doll Mm -hmm. and so she found at Target within her price range, there's a boy doll that she wants Oh, interesting. So so they can play together, and I'm sure, you know, I have a boyfriend. We're getting of that age, so thinking about boys a little bit. (laughs) It's so cute, isn't it? Oh, man. You're like, don't grow up so fast. Stop, stop. Yes. (laughs) Plenty of time. One of the other things, I've looked on your blog, and I've looked at some of your articles, and you talk a lot about gratitude. So I want to talk to you and kind of switch gears from decluttering with kids. And I think some of it will spill over to the children as well. But I just want to know, how do you incorporate gratitude into your life on a regular basis? Because I think that's really important, too. It is. And it really goes right along with the minimalism thing um, and intentional living, because you're just being more mindful of, of everything. But specifically, when you talk gratitude, you want to be thankful and content with the things that you have. I practice gratitude daily. I have a journal and I write five things each day that I'm grateful for. And I start with that in the morning just because it really helps me. I think about it from the previous day. You know, what five things am I really grateful for? And they're small things. It's, you know, um, a snuggle from my daughter in the morning when she got up or just a good cup of coffee or we have a garden right now. So being able to pick vegetables with my daughters, you know, it doesn't have to be this big thing. Um, And I think that's where you really start to open your eyes in the wonder of what we really have. And we have a lot we, you know, regardless of what your income is, there are always things to be grateful for. Absolutely. And right now we are recording this 
in July of 2020. So, you know, things are still kind of crazy over here in the U.S. um, with this coronavirus pandemic. And even now, there are so many things to be grateful for, Mm -hmm. even when the world feels like it is turned upside down. And I am super jealous of your garden because (laughs) we live in a townhome with a teeny tiny little patio. And I just haven't gotten my stuff together to have a container garden just yet. But um, oh, that must be so nice to have that kind of just space to be out in nature, even within your own backyard. So that's really nice. Yes. So very nice. Well, now, do you do any of these gratitude practices with your children? And if so, how one, how has that gone over? And two, how how do you do that? No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. Hi there, I'm Andrea Owen, self-help author with 19 translations of my books, global keynote speaker, and life coach. My podcast, Make Some Noise, has been serving up self-help in a simple-to-digest way for the last decade. The topics brought in each episode are practical and easy to implement around topics such as working through fears that keep you stuck, different modalities of therapy, managing your negative self-talk, and more. We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because let's face it, life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay, we do. We do it with our children. And again, I started first um, because I'm finding that, you know, leading by example is one of the best ways to teach them. And so I started doing it and seeing the change. And I realized, you know, this would be great for them because, again, they were kind of, oh, I want more toys or I want this. And and so I wanted to focus on reminding them that they have enough And, you know, we want to be thankful for what we have and learn to be content. And so we started that actually by just sharing something that we're grateful for at dinner. We would just go around the dinner table and share, you know, one or two things that we were grateful for. Uh, And the kids are still learning about that. Like they still share about big things. You know, I'm thankful just for mom and dad or, you know, so theirs might not be quite what mine is. And that is totally fine. We let them make it what it, what they want, you know, but we have gone ahead and created a journal that they can write those things down in like I'm doing now. And so 
we have begun to incorporate that into the morning routine as well to where they're now they're only writing three things because again this is it's young yeah Yeah. um and I help the youngest because sometimes she doesn't want to write so yeah (laughs) I hear you yeah you you want them to enjoy it you don't want to force it and so that's kind of where we're at now that they're actually starting to journal some of those things with me oh and I can imagine that a year from now it's going to be really interesting to look back and to see and they'll have this little time capsule of their year. And I think things will, you know, evolve over time and they'll change and mm-hmm. it'll be really interesting for them to be able to look back at that. So that's a brilliant idea. I love it. Plus it then gets them writing a little bit, which is always good. Yes. Especially <laughs> now, not knowing what school is. I mean, any time we're working those skills is wonderful. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, this has been so much fun and that gratitude part is wonderful. So if someone was starting that today, what are some ways that my listeners can start being more grateful just right now, even today? Just stop for a minute. Stop for a minute and get quiet and think of what brought you joy today. Was it the smell of your morning coffee? <laughs> Was it, like I said, a hug from your child or your spouse? It's, it's really just pausing for a moment to think, what was it that made me smile or brought me joy today? Hmm, nice. So where can people find you online? You've, this has been wonderful, Sarah, and I really enjoyed it. And I know my listeners will want to look you up as well. So I have a blog called The Bear Necessities. Bear is spelled in a unique way, so I'm going to spell that. It is B-A-E-H-R, which is our last name. Awesome. <laughs> so a little bit of a pun there. So that's the blog. And the same, uh, I can be found on Facebook and Instagram at The Bear Necessities. Those are the two social media platforms that I use most. Oh, fantastic. Which one do you prefer? Probably Instagram because I'm a visual person. Aha. Well, you pointed that out with your daughters, so that makes sense. So I always like to end each interview with three somewhat rapid fire questions. The first one is, what has been your favorite simple pleasure this week? I would have to say this week has been listening to one of my favorite songs, most recent favorite songs, which is Be the Light by Thomas Rhett. Hmm. It, it's just a song that fits the times right now and just kind of reminds you to be the light, to be positive. And so the girls and I just love to blur that. And that's a really fun time. <laughs> awesome. Very fun. And what is the best advice about minimalism or intentional living that you've ever received? I've received a lot of information and so many quotes would come to mind, but I, I think one of the most eye-opening things I heard was that you can only control your choices and your attitude. And so if this is something, you know, that you want to get started, you can do that. You don't need other people to do that. And I think at first I wanted to maybe change my husband right away and get him in it on it. And so really just focus on making some of these baby steps within your life first, be the example. That always comes to mind when I think of these big changes is that it's only me that I can control, not everyone else. Absolutely. And you know what? It comes back to that so many times. So I, I agree. That is one of the best pieces of advice that I have heard over the years as well is you just you have to start with you Mm -hmm. and it really does go out from there. Okay. And the third question is what is making you happy right now or in this season of your life? (laughs) 
Well, again, there, there are a few things that come to mind, but I think the most recent is that I took the plunge and I uninstalled the Facebook app from my phone. And (laughs) (laughs) I know I did it though. And it has made me be more intentional when I get on social media. So again, I said, I do prefer Instagram. So I kind of left that. I still find a lot of joy in that, but I found that Facebook was really draining me. So I got rid of that and I have found much more happy. (laughs) Ah, good. You know, all right, everybody, you're going to challenge you if you're (laughs) feeling a little down and uh, social media is getting to you. I mean, you can be like Sarah and uninstall Facebook, you brave soul. (laughs) Yep. Step away for a little bit. And I do, I'll I'll clarify. I do get on my computer on Facebook once in a while because I have, you know, blog posts and things that I'm sharing. I have a business, but like I said, it's more intentional now. So yeah, that mindless scrolling really, ooh, it is a, it's a trap. It really is. So good for you. Oh, Sarah, that's been fantastic. Well, Thank you so much. And honestly, if you're listening, go check out Sarah at thebarenecessities.com. Sarah, thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thanks. You too. Bye. All right. So what are you starting with today? I love Sarah's perspective of starting today and starting with ourselves. There's no prep necessary. And all you need to do is stop, take a breath, and challenge yourself to find things to be grateful for it will probably only take a minute or two. Go ahead, hit pause, take a breath, and think of five things you are grateful for, then come back. If you were able to take that minute, you're probably feeling a moment of calm and clarity. And if you are interested in this journey toward minimalism and living a better life with less clutter, I agree with Sarah that the best way really is to start with you. Leading by example shows your family that you are committed to this. And once they see a positive change in you, they will be on board. If you start going after their things before dealing with your own, they will dig in their heels and they will resist. You would hate someone coming in and tossing your things too. So just don't even go there. Lead with compassion, gratitude, and love. Thanks again to Sarah for being a guest on the Wanna Be Minimalist show and for sharing some amazing advice with us. Don't forget, you can get all of the information for today's episode, including links to Sarah's website and her freebie about helping your kids with gratitude at littlegreenbow.com slash 39. Once again, get all of the show notes and the links for everything we talk about today on my website at littlegreenbow.com forward slash the number 39. And before we go, as always, I love hearing from you. So if you have any questions about what we talked about today or any other topics you would like to see us talk about on the show, please reach out either via email at hello at littlegreenbow.com or on Facebook at facebook.com slash littlegreenbow. That just about wraps it up for this episode of the Wannabe Minimalist Show. Thank you so much for joining me today. And if you liked what you heard, it really would mean the world to me if you would leave a review on iTunes. And while you're there, please just take one minute to subscribe so that you are notified of new episodes. And next week, be sure to join me when I will be talking about how to declutter your entire home in one weekend. It sounds impossible, but with a little planning, awesome music, and a great attitude, we can do it. I'll see you next week. Bye.
feel like you're the martyr in your family, you're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a no guilt mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Guilt Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows.